Welcome to Tapping Into Crypto, the podcast for all things cryptocurrency, whether you're a beginner, a Bitcoin veteran, or just crypto curious. I am your host, Alicia Chapman, and I am so excited for today's conversation. I literally am sitting here fangirling so hard at the moment because we have Jamie Schmidt from BFF joining us today. And Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Alicia. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I cannot wait for the conversation that we are about to have. Jamie, a lot of people will probably know you and know about the projects that you're involved in. But the thing I love is, is looking at your career and what you've done to date as well, which is incredible. And some people may not know that story. Can you let us know a little bit about who you are and where you've come from to get to where you are today? Yes. Yeah. I am a Web2 entrepreneur, I guess, um, at my roots. I started the brand Schmidt's Naturals. It's a brand of personal care products that I started in my kitchen back in 2010 and never anticipating scaling it into you know the brand that it became but 7 years later the company was acquired by Unilever and at that time you know I was in a position where it was you know do I do I retire do I continue on my entrepreneurial journey what what more can I do and what do I want to do and I started doing some investing I started a fund called Color started that with my husband just the two of us no LPs and he had helped me grow Schmitz and so together we had this you know, vast breadth of knowledge and experience in CPG. Um, so we started making some consumer packaged goods investments and also wrote a book, thought it would be pretty fun to tell my story and sort of solidify the legacy there and also help other, you know, new or aspiring entrepreneurs. Because Schmitz was something that started, you know, as I was a creator, I was an artist, a maker. I was not somebody who I, you know, we would you'd call your stereotypical, I guess, entrepreneur. I didn't grow up in family of entrepreneurs. I didn't, you know, go to school to start a business. I just um, was going through the motions early in my career and then fell into this hobby that I loved. And then all of a sudden I'm selling personal care products at farmer's markets and turning my kitchen into a production studio. And so through all that, there was so much that I learned. And so turned my story into a book called Supermaker. And then fast forward a couple of years, you know, early 2021, and this Web3 crypto space started to catch my attention a little more. I started another initiative called Crypto Packaged Goods, also with my husband. And the goal there was really to bring together people from the the CPG side, right, the consumer industry, but then also people who were curious or experienced in Web3, because there's so much opportunity at that intersection for brands. So we started this community, um, but also launched an NFT project alongside it. So that was my first sort of foray into the entrepreneurial side of crypto. Amazing. And I cannot wait to unpack that a little bit around that consumer package, guys, because it's not a connection that people would naturally think about. They wouldn't go, oh, hang on, how does that intersect with Web3 and NFT projects in particular? But there's so much opportunity there. And the project that you refer to as well and that you have created is incredible. Uh, BFF, guys, if you haven't checked this out, you need to pause what you're doing, pull over if you're driving and look at this right now because it is incredible. And that is with Britt Morin. Yeah, she's like yeah, so shortly after starting the, the CPG brand, I was approached by Britt, my co-founder, who was sharing with me her thoughts on what we could do in Web3 to bring in more women and non-binary people. And we just immediately hit it off. It's funny because it was like our second time ever even speaking. Um, but suddenly we're building this business idea together on the phone and just realized like, this is something we need to do. And like, there's so much that we can do and you know, we can have a really big impact and affect a lot of people's lives and open opportunities for so many people who generally, you know, maybe felt left out of the ecosystem. Uh, so we started BFF. Um, this was back in January. We kicked it off with a launch event on YouTube. Amazing. And seeing the growth since there, which we'll touch on in a second, is just 
this is so phenomenal. Like the celebrities that are involved in this, the people that are having their voices heard and the conversations even more so that are being had are so powerful. Now, Jamie, before we dive too much further, a question that we ask everyone to the podcast is what was your very first crypto purchase and do you still have it now? My first purchase in crypto was was an NFT. Um, it was the World of Women project. You know, I think that was the first for many women. But I, you know, I'd been holding back. I was watching and sort of, you know, lurking in some of the channels and on Twitter and trying to figure out, you know, if NFTs were for me and if they were, you know, what what my first purchase should be. And then finally World of Women launched. I thought this is it. And I spent so much time building like my perfect PFP, you know, playing around with the different trait combinations yeah. and trying to like the most beautiful one. And so I still hold that one today. Yes. And it's it's just so fun to look back on. And then shortly after that, there was this other project called Farmer's Market Verse. Sadly, they, they've since closed down. You know, you know there's, it's hard to survive some, you know, these days as, as some NFT yeah. project. But it spoke to me because it was a celebration of the farmer's market space, you know, and that sort of culture, which I very much resonated with as somebody who started her career at the farmer's markets, you know, as a maker. Um, so that was a really fun one for me to jump into. And I thought, oh, there's there's something for everybody in this space, right? Like you, there is some project out there or some brand or initiative that's, that will resonate. You just have to find it. Yeah. And if there's not, there's the opportunity to make it, which I think is the most exciting part as well for you to get involved and to bring these to life and create incredible communities behind it. Speaking of community, the people who have joined BFF, the people that are, you know, working with you as partners in this space are absolutely amazing women. You know, just to name a few, we've got Mila Kunis, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paris Hilton. How did these conversations start with these women to get them to come into this community with you? Yeah, you know, the timing was was beautiful, right? This was, again, 2021. Everyone was real excited to sort of explore the space and figure out how we could make their mark. And, you know, we, Britt and I, we're, you know, pretty connected as entrepreneurs and people who had been um, building other businesses and began having conversations around all the opportunities and all the potential. And every person, you know, every friend in our network that we talked to just really resonated with the cause. And we're super excited to support it, you know. And so that support, you know, it looks different across each participant, but we do have around 100 at this point. We call them founding BFFs. And they just, they wanted to jump in and, and bring their communities along for the ride. And it was a perfect opportunity, you know, for them to learn. You know, some of them were very new to crypto too. Like not all of them are experts. And so together, you know, we could learn as a community. Um, others were further along. You know, we have some investors. We have some just, you know, hardcore Web3 enthusiasts. We have, you know, some celebrities. And so by bringing in their communities, we were just exposing so many more people to what we were building and to all the opportunities in Web3. So it was just really cool to, to, to hear the validation from some of these names, right? And to have them jump on and support. Definitely. And and as you said, opening up those doors and those communities to allow other people to learn as well. The concept of Web3 itself is something that, you know, even for all of us now, we're still learning and it's still so hard to get our head around. What do you think in the way that you, I guess, articulated that message was that light bulb moment for some of those founding members to actually say, oh, yes, I want to be part of this? Yeah. I think it was the potential impact that they could have on women in their community. Uh, you know, our, our focus has from day one been, you know, women, non-binary people, other outliers, you know, people just didn't identify with the sort of masculine bro, for lack of a better word, culture that was, you know, in existence at the time. And so we saw that there was potential to create something that people could resonate with and feel comfortable and safe with. And I think that just really spoke to a lot of our founding members. 
Yeah. And the community as well that you have built, you know, it is something that it's not just a community. There's so much education here. And I think something that I love is that the BFF bracelets that you've made, you know, it kind of connects everything back. So um, if anyone hasn't seen this project, you know, part of being part of this is that you purchase an NFT. And something that's really exciting is you've just had a charm added to this. So can you talk us through how that concept came about and, you know, what, what it sort of looks like to be part of this community? Yeah. So our first NFT, as you mentioned, is there's these BFF friendship bracelets. And we airdropped those to everybody who attended our first virtual event back in January. It was our kickoff event. It was the first NFT for the majority of people who showed up. And it was really cool because we were able to walk through the wallet setup. You know, many people had no idea how to set up a wallet, how to purchase crypto. So we did all that together as part of this event and then airdropped, you know, for free this NFT to everybody who was there. Um, so it was a really powerful moment. I think one that so many will remember as their first sort of foray into crypto. And so that was the kickoff. And we've been building on that, as you mentioned, with with these charms. So it started as a bracelet, of, you know, kind of the traditional friendship bracelet you'd imagine from, from many of our childhoods or teenage years. And then we've been adding these charms for different events or different points of, I guess, achievement within the BFF community and ecosystem. And so if somebody participates in something, for example, they're eligible to claim this charm, or maybe they showed up you know, to an event or took a survey and they maybe they're rewarded with the charm that way. And just recently we awarded what we call our Diamond Hands charm, which is for everybody who's been holding since a certain date to just say thank you for being part of the you know, ecosystem for so long. And so it's fun. We have, it's sort of a gamified element of of the community, right? Because NFT projects, you know, they they can become so monotonous, especially now during the bear market. It's like, what, how do we make it fun? And so we've been really having a good time figuring out these opportunities for charms and how we can just keep the community engaged and get them excited. So we have some big plans for more charms. And then once the bracelet is full, you know, what that means, like what's the next step? And so um, that was our first NFT collection. And then we later in April launched a second one called You. And that's our PFP collection. So profile picture, the 10K collection that was really, you know, trending at the time. A lot of PFP projects happening, you know, this spring. And we thought, well, we, we, we want to be a part of that. You know, what can we do and what, how can we do it differently? And so we created this collection to really celebrate the diversity uh, within our community and hired an artist, um, Jade Purple Brown. She is a Black woman who has partnered with tons of brands on a corporate level. And this was her first Web3 project, which... She was excited about and we thought she was the perfect partner to help. And uh, so we created this beautiful collection together that was really diverse and, and wonderful. They are amazing as well. And I think with the bracelet and the charm utility, like it again, it comes back to that that sense of being part of something and really belonging and being so excited. It's like, oh, oh yes, I need to do this. Like, you know, we see this all the time, even with just survey rewards and different levels of membership and different aspects of, you mentioned gamification, but in games, you know, you want to get to that next level and you want to have that exclusive thing. It's just bringing that back to these actual communities. What happens when someone wants to sell their NFT? Do those charms stay with that or do they move away? Yeah, they do stay. Yeah. So if somebody was looking to purchase their first bracelet, you know, they would have the option to purchase one that has all the possible charms, or maybe they buy a fresh one with no charms. And the cool part is, you know, once we reach our, we're calling them stacked, when a bracelet has all its charms, it's considered stacked. And so they're going to be different bracelets that, that have different charms. And so there'll be some variety across them. But the ultimate goal is really, you know, not to have one that's better or more valuable than the other, but really just to celebrate the community, 
reward people for participating. And then, you know, all of them will be, you know, more or less of equal value once we get to this like kind of phase two that we're talking about for next year. Yeah. And they're quite unique as well. You know, everyone tells a story because you've got your own journey yeah. of how you've got your charms in what all yeah. those sort of things as well. With the NFTs in general, they do have utility, which is something that I personally think is so important. You know, it's not just a picture. It's not just something that you're collecting. It's something that perhaps allows you access to events or access to particular talks that are going on. Can you talk through some of the utility that does come with yours? Yeah, absolutely. So we, one thing I'm really excited about that we're launching gosh, next week. So I think I can share it now. By the time this podcast comes out, we have what we're calling clubs. So different interest groups within the BFF community. So if you are a holder, you'll have access to participate in these hands-on workshops and really go deep into certain topics of interest um, to you. So relevant to Web3, but also to entrepreneurship in general. So lots of you know training and valuable insights and experiences to be gained there. Also, some of the utility you know ranges from perks, but we have what we call our perk shop which is this really cool e-commerce platform that we created for our holders to, to go log in with their wallet and then be able to claim certain rewards based on the NFTs that they were holding. So that's an ongoing bonus to our community. And then also things like allow list, if there's partner communities who want to bring some, you know, some of the BFF community in, they, they'll give us spots that we will raffle off to some of our holders. So we're always looking at ways to, to add value and, you know, do things in a way that's exciting and, and surprising as we go too. Yeah. And, and one of the events that I know you had earlier in the year that I'd love to hear about how it went was the Metaverse Party you had. It looked amazing. It looked like so much fun. How did that go and how was that received? Yeah, we had well, we had our Metaverse event where we had people show up with their avatars in the virtual world, uh, coming together just to party. Paris Hilton was the DJ. We all showed up to celebrate our perk. That's the launch of our perk shop that I mentioned earlier. And that was in, gosh, I think in, in May. We hosted it in Decentraland, which a lot of people are probably familiar with. For many, it was our very first time ever experiencing, you know, this sort of metaverse or virtual world. And so there was a lot of learning, myself included. I wasn't one who had been on a lot of these virtual worlds. And so I, there were things I was getting hung up on, like how to, how to go up an elevator, for example, (laughs) you know, how to find the stage and how to, all the different dance moves that you can do. And so uh, it was really cool to do that together as a community and just one more opportunity to teach and learn together. And is there the opportunity or in, in your event, was there the opportunity to also interact with people like you do in a real world party? Like, did it feel like that even though you're in the metaverse? Yeah, there's, you know, it's still glitchy. There's things to be worked out. It's kind of funny, but there, there is an opportunity to, to talk live. You know, you can, you can speak and then you could, there's a uh, written chat. But the coolest part is you'll see, seeing some of the names of people you recognize, right? And so you're like, oh my gosh, this person's username. I've been talking to them for months in Discord and now I'm here dancing virtually with them. Yeah. And I think it's almost like, even, and even better, you know, we've just had a couple of really cool conferences around the world. And at those events, you do see those people as well, but usually like squinting and trying to find their name tag. So yeah. I do think the metaverse is this really fun way where you can be like, oh my God, that person over there, I want to talk to them. I need to ask them this a question. And you can actually like, you know, strategically maneuver your way over there rather than, yeah. you know, try to find them in the real world, which is kind of cool. So with these communities that you're building, you know, we've had so many episodes that we've spoken about, you know, the importance of this and how it really does help to build that cult following. And I think, you know, having these charms that are available and having the ability for people to really be rewarded for being part of the community and also have a voice, you know, let you know what they want to see and how they want it built and those sort of things as well, like an active community. How important do you think this is for the future of any brand moving forward? 
Yeah, I think, you know, community is at the heart, obviously, of everything, you know, whether it's Web 2, Brand Web 3. But I also think it's important to acknowledge and recognize that not every project or brand is going to have a community that looks the same, right? Or has the same type of involvement. And so I think that, you know, as the founders and as the team, like you establish that up front, like, what is the rule of the community? And what what do we want from them? And what sort of value do we want to provide? And so there's no prescription for the type of community it takes for a brand to be successful in Web3. And I think that's very unique. And I think we're still all figuring that out, to be honest. I think like community, to be frank, has become a buzzword, you know, in the space. And we all talk about the importance of it. And it's extremely important. But it's also, you know, at the same time, it looks different for everybody. And so it's it's up to the the project to figure out what that means and up to the, you know, community members to know what it is they want out of that particular project too. So it might be different. You might hold five different NFTs with, you know, different memberships. And in one community, you're getting certain value and another one, you know, it looks a little bit different. And over here, you're, you know, just chatting with friends. And so we're in this sort of figure it out stage. And it's really fun to be a part of it. Yeah, it's going to be amazing to see how everything evolves as well. Because as as you mentioned, you know, there are a lot of people that are just reaching out to consultants at the moment being like, I need a community. I need a Discord group. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on. What are we building it for? What's the actual right. purpose behind this? Which I think is such an important question to be asking, because otherwise it will fall flat or it'll become chaotic, which they all do, um, especially <laughs> if you're trying to use Discord as a platform to manage. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's about finding that bigger purpose and, and what problem are you solving for them? How are you helping them? How are you creating right. this as a really special space for that community as well? Yeah, 100%. With all of the conversations that you do have and everything you are exposed to, what are you sort of seeing either in that community space or Web3 that you are really excited about? Gosh, I, you know, on a personal level, I think I'm really excited about just the opportunity that this whole space brings for creators and artists and people who are entrepreneurs that didn't realize that they could be entrepreneurs, just starting from a more level playing ground. And, you know, I think a lot about like how Web3 is giving a lot of people just sort of like a fresh start. People who weren't necessarily finding their calling before now have all this whole other like world of opportunity that they can explore. And that's the thing that I think gets me most excited. And then on a more practical level, of course, the opportunity for brands, especially, you know, in consumer space, you know, customer acquisition and new ways of marketing and customer loyalty and all that. I think that's really huge and something that resonates with me too. Yeah, I'd love to touch on that if you're open to talking about it because it's such an incredible area of genius for you. What, where do you see that intersection and that connection with Web3 and consumer goods? What potential is yeah. that? I think of it mostly in terms of the marketing potential. You know, there's new ways to acquire customers through NFTs and loyalty rewards that are, you know, on the blockchain, tapping into customers that before maybe, you know, weren't interested in the brand who are now excited to explore and just the opportunity for things like like customer focus groups, right? I think a lot about that when I was building my brand Schmitz, how interesting it could have been to like, you know, bring customers in, like people who own an NFT, for example, have this very exclusive access to to jump in and try your products and to help, you know, formulate um, at a very early stage before the masses had, you know, the opportunity to try them. But I do think it's important that, you know, brands know what they're getting into with NFTs and aren't just creating one for the sake of it. Uh, I think an NFT should unlock something that before maybe wasn't an option, but that's where things get tricky. So it does mean getting really creative and figuring out like what, what that looks like specifically for you and your brand. Yeah, definitely. And what sort of things have you seen work really well that weren't an option before? Yeah, I know. I think about that a lot. And I think where most of the attention is going right now is in the loyalty rewards. And so that was was certainly possible in Web 2, right? Like we saw that with Sephora points and things like that. 
But I think there's this interesting opportunity where like the, the digital world comes in, right? Like, so a good example is this Deadfellas is a, is a big, you know, NFT brand that has a lot of fandom. And they recently partnered with Wrangler. And they had, now they have this opportunity for denim to be part of their NFT collections, you know, showing up in the virtual world, like on their actual NFT. But then also like there's big potential there for Wrangler to offer, you know, actual granted goods alongside the Deadfellas collection. And so I like that sort of intersection where you could take advantage of both sides, right? You can bring the, the Web2 brand over to Web3, but then at the same time, the Web3 brand, you know, physically at, into um, the CPG space. And so I don't know if that made sense, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's that really cool intersection of like, you know, we speak about Web3 in its entirety is all about ownership and transparency. And so it's giving that, you know, those loyalty systems, even these databases, if we think about, you know, a company like Lamborghini, for example, they've mm-hmm. always had their VIP high tier customers. They've always had them. It's just been stored in a system that nobody else ever saw. No one would know that you're part of that. Maybe they would have a special key ring. And if you had that key ring, then you would know you'd have that tangible good. This NFT and this evolution of it is like, okay, well, now if you're part of that group and same with what you're building with your community as well, if you've done this specific thing, you get rewarded with this charm or this particular type of NFT, which then you own that. You know that that's you and you can show that to other people and that's in your wallet. You can sell it. You can do whatever you want with it. So it's just giving that ownership and again, that transparency back to those people. And again, you know, if we look at the third pillar, which is immutability, it's you can't change it. Once you've been given it, it's on that record that that belongs to you. And if you sell your car or your shoes or anything else that we're seeing these attached to now, it's recorded that that was still there as well. So it's just, I think, really, again, as you kind of said, like integrating things that we already have, but making them something that we control rather than a company controlling. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, subscriptions is something that's really interesting too. Like the opportunity to own, you know, your participation in something, but then being able to sell it, right? So think about all the things that you subscribe to where you're just kind of like stuck with the subscription. And so when it's, you know, with the functionality of like the blockchain, like just being able to, to go ahead and, and sell it off when it's to, when you feel like you've used it, you know, to your liking. And so I think we're going to see a lot more of that too. Yeah. And be rewarded for all the work you've put into that subscription. If it is something that, you know, you've had to build over time and those sort of things. So yeah, I absolutely love that concept. Something that has always blown my mind and something that I I am personally super passionate as well is when you look into the statistics, and I'm sure it's different again now, but previously, you know, 81% of the people participating in Web3 were male. And I know this is such a huge reason behind why you're doing what you're doing as well. What do you think we can do to really, really encourage more females to get in this space and learn and have a voice in this community? Yeah. I think it's an interesting mix or an important mix, I should say, of, you know, education, of course, and the onboarding piece and being, you know, mindful of the way that information is presented and, you know, being inclusive, of course, and welcoming in your communities. And But then also the ongoing education piece, I think, is, is so, so huge. And I think, you know, there's so many communities that preach, like, we want to onboard more women and we, you know, we need more inclusive communities. And I, and that's fantastic. But then once everybody's in, like, what, like, what's the next step? And I think that's the big opportunity and challenge that's ahead of many of us is like, now that we're here, what does that mean? Right. So ongoing education, but also an intermingling of like, you know, men, women, and non-binary people, right? Like we, it's not keeping them separate forever is not the answer. And we're very aware of that with BFF. And so our goal is not to 
you know, saying like no boys allowed. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's uh, you know, giving women and, and other outliers or people who just didn't identify with some of the other communities, like just an opportunity to feel comfortable. And then once they're there, like yeah, giving them a seat at the table and, you know, equipping them with just same information and, and, and knowledge and experience and connections that, that the other, you know, more, more that male dominated might have. It's really interesting, you know, people with a traditional tech background, they naturally understand this concept so much easier. And so if you don't come from that, what we've seen, and in particular, you know, even during that bull run, is there's kind of that resistance or that hesitation from anyone who doesn't have that coding experience even mm-hmm. to foray into this world. So I think, you know, as we see more and more brands just adopt this as the normal, as we see conferences, youth NFTs passes for access and, you know, integrating all of those worlds together, hopefully right. that will help increase this adoption and participation as well. I think so. And I think that's where like the sort of issue started, right? Like NFTs and crypto and Web3 are associated with tech and finance, which historically have been very heavily male dominated. And so, you know, it's like going back and opening up more opportunity there too, right? It's not just like now that we're in Web3, but it's like, let's go back even further. And like, like, how do we make those spaces more welcoming and and comfortable for women too? So there's a lot of but it's like we're in a really opportune time. And I think, you know, I'm excited to like to look back in 10 years and see how far we've come. A hundred percent. And even now, as we mentioned, you know, being in the inbox and would call a bear market, there's so much opportunity still to learn. You know, there's not that chaos and that noise and that fear of missing out in the next big thing. Right. You're able to just kind of like sit and learn and absorb. And the, as we mentioned earlier, you know, the projects that are still going to be around they are those ones that really do have that strength and those foundations to move yeah. forward as well. Jamie, we've touched on and covered so much and so many incredible insights. With BFF and the community, you do have these incredible speakers and you have these opportunities for people to come together. If someone wants to be part of that network, where can they find you? How can they be involved? Yeah, we take pride in, in being present across all networks. So Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, we have an SMS, we're responsive to email. So you know, whatever works best for you. But Definitely open to hearing from contributors, you know, who want to write. For, we have a new newsletter that we launched recently that we're real proud of. Um, we have a whole content platform that just went live called BFF Discover. So lots of opportunities to contribute if you have an opinion or want to, you know, voice your expertise in something Web3 related. And then, you know, of course, Discord um, is open to the public. So always available. There's, there's someone that, that's excited and ready to help you. And just such an amazing place to be around like-minded people is the most exciting part of that. You know, someone that gets it, you know. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been amazing having you here and we will talk to you very soon. Great. Thanks so much. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.